Is Randoopies, Randoopies, how's it going? Podcast number 12, Mark Hayes, the random podcast. Welcome back, bit of a break. It's been a while since the last one. My bad people, my bad listeners, people come up to me in the bar the other night, where's number 12, man? But I was sick there for a bit, and then I was boozing, and then I was busy. That is tough to balls when life gets in the way of the podcast. What actually happened? I was sick on Friday. I was getting the flu. So I had to chill. I had no interest in speaking. So I dodged. But then I had a buddy in town, Crin. Irish buddy flew in from London. I met him on Friday. He got in late. I was at the comedy store for a while. We didn't really, we almost dodged each other and then we were like, ah, sure. Might as well meet for a minute or two. A minute or two turned into a night of good fun boozing. Get the whiskey in to get the illness out. That turned into an after party. Friday night. I've got this other buddy, Indian buddy, good man for the after party. Going along wasn't really that great, but they had a bottle, bottle of Jack Daniels. Always a plus at four in the morning. But then Saturday, oh yeah, just geez, the whole weekend just kept going. Got home late Friday night, up early Saturday morning. It was my buddy's birthday. He was having a party up in his house up in the hills. Oh, it was unreal. Some laugh. He had a big day planned. The Man Olympics. Where a group of men would gather. And we would contest competitions. Such as. Pool. Uh, tennis. Darts. What else was there? Falf, which is football, golf. Throwing a tennis ball, which would turn out to be my absolute low point. Some eating challenges. It was unreal. His house is huge in the hills, so with plenty of room to go be men clowns. You were all given a woman's name for the day as well. You were dot points if you called someone by their real name. So we had some people called Bernadette or Sophie or Maud or... I was called Helga. That was my name for the day. Helga. I could only respond to Helga. If you didn't call me Helga, you were deducted a point. And looking back at it now, I realize I was so bad initially because I probably showed up still drunk with the Jack Daniels in my system. Um, started off poorly. First couple of games like darts and pool. My hand-eye coordination was being affected by the booze still in the system. I was just laughing about how crap I was. So I got off the bad start. And it got worse. Basically there was one game. We had to throw a ball from one side of his garden over the pool. To a little goal on the other side of the garden. 
and I haven't thrown a, like a tennis ball in ages, I presume I'd be okay at it. I'm like, it's throwing a ball. I go to the gym. I know how to throw. This should be grand. Oh no, my friends. I can't throw a ball to save my life. Sweet Lord. They were all throwing it. I barely got it over the pool. Looks like it's going far. The pool is like halfway there. Barely getting it halfway. It's like, what's wrong? Am I throwing it wrong? Am I releasing it at the wrong time? Or can I just not throw? Do I have weak, weak arms? Perhaps I do. Perhaps my forearms are like pieces of wobbly string. My lanky arms. Let me down. Couldn't throw a ball to save my life. It's like the javelin except for a tennis ball. Three attempts. I was almost last every single time. A couple of other guys who didn't look as athletic as I might give the impression that I look athletic. But they were coming around my area and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I thought I was an athletic person. I played soccer and golf and tennis and GAA and hurling. Darts my whole life. And now I can't throw the ball. It's probably drunk. That was probably the reason I was just having a laugh. Flailing. Uh, so the last throw, we all got four throws. The last tr- throw, I decided to go for a new technique. So I said, all right, Man Olympics, time for me. These first three are clearly not working. I have to do something different. So I attempted to throw the underarm. Not like a soft underarm, but like, have you ever seen Irish road bowling? Google it there if you haven't seen it before. It's basically these Irish guys when they're bored and they live in the countryside and they've got thin, narrow country roads. For some reason, they throw a bowling ball, a little tennis ball, was kind of heavier, I imagine. They just throw it down the lane. Whoever can throw it the furthest and keep within bounds of the lane wins, I believe. Sometimes it goes around the corner, so you got to put a bit of spin in it. They give it some welly though. They, like, run up, windmill their arm around, get off the ground, and they usually give it all, yep. So it's like, all right, I've never actually thrown a ball like that. However, I'll give it a go. I'm Irish. I'll know how to do this innately. Irish road bowling should be in my blood. So I said, stand back, lads. I'm going for something new. So everyone stood back. I did my extra long run-up, like I imagine they do in the bowling. I whipped my arm around about three times, three windmills. Whip, whip, whip. This is it. This is going to go past the goal, over the pool, past the goal, probably over the top of the house. I'm going to lose my tennis ball. That's the faith I had in this throw. Unfortunately, I whipped my arm. I said, yip. Then I kind of spasmed out. I forgot to release the ball at the right time. So instead of doing it when my hand was coming through the air, I waited till my hand was above and behind my head. Not realizing, I released the ball. And it went behind me. I threw the ball behind me. That's the kind of man I am at these Man Olympics. 
the ball ended up down behind me in the garden. Everyone had a great chuckle. I think I pulled the muscle in my arm as well. Throwing that great throw. So that was great. Happy days. A lot of that wasn't the worst part of the day. It was weird. It was like all... We had a couple of Grammy singers up there. There was all sorts of people. Producers and actors and musicians and all these people. You're like, ah, this is unreal. And Buddy's house is just the greatest house in the hills that I've seen. His old house was unreal, but this is just even better. And I've other friends with, like, big houses, but some of them... Like, you get some of the houses in the hills, and they're kind of, like, just empty. They just feel like a big house, lonely and sad. Get other houses, and they're kind of, like, cheesy. They're all, like, porn houses or something. It's kind of creepy. But my buddy's house on Saturday, it's just unreal. Some vibe. Some fun, relaxed vibe up there at Savage. But anyway, that wasn't the the highlight of the day. It's the reason I remember this day forever was because one of the challenges was the food eating challenge, which I thought great. I haven't eaten all day and kind of getting gone from morning drunkness and now I'm kind of drunk or now I'm kind of getting a hangover. I could do with some food. What are we having, lads? What's on the table? And they had all sorts, it was uh, like cockroaches, tuna tatar, whatever that is, uh, lamb eyes or something, sheep heart, some other stuff, some sour stuff, some like hot pickles or some sort, peppers. And then we had one little big tub of cat food, some gourmet cat food made with extra fish bones. An extra chewy, and we all had to pick a number, whatever number you picked, you had to eat that or forfeit. And I was too far behind in points to forfeit. Couldn't do it, lads. I couldn't do it. The man in me was like, You can't lose, Mark. You can still win it. Of course, I picked, I think, number three, my lucky number, except. It was a sign to the cat food. So then my buddy took a big spoon, dipped it in the gourmet cat food, and it was shoved into my mouth. And at the start, I tried to ignore the taste. I was like, ah, I just eat it. I've often looked at my friend's cat food and were like, ah, it just looks like tuna paste. Doesn't actually look too bad. I've never thought, of, looked at him and been like, oh, that's horrendous. I, uh, so yeah, I wasn't. I thought it'd just be like tuna, tuna and chicken, chicken and gravy or something. Nah, this was this was like eating chewy muck mixed with fishy bone. I can't even describe it. It was horrendous. I couldn't stop chewing. It took me about five swallows to get it down. Thought I was gonna puke a few times during it. Finish it all or else I get none of the points. These imaginary points. Thinking about it as the cat food is going down the the throat into the stomach. Finish it eventually. Empty reaching a few times. The last three or four swallows. God almighty, even think about it now. 
And then that was it. The cat food was in my belly. I was a changed man. That day, well, everything before that day was BC, before cat food. Now when I'm old and senile, I'll have flashbacks. I probably won't remember anything else about the day, but I remember, oh, I remember that time I ate cat food. God, there's cat food inside me. So yeah, that was fun. Unreal day, unreal party. Giddy up. Some men to have organised it all, in fairness to the buddy. Uh, oh yeah, and then everyone was kind of wrecked, tired. Had to go do some DJing that night, which is great. After been spending the day hungover in the sun. Cat food and birthday cake were my only nutrition intakes during the day, so that was lovely. After DJing. I was getting a headache while I was DJing, so I was like, all right, I just have to booze through this. Like any clever man, I decided to booze through the headaches. What a clever, clever boy. Ended up at another after party, going to all hours. Pretty goosed. Happy days, good weekend. That's what I do. Should I go? I went lunch with my buddy Crin, Irish friend. Some lovely Valentine's Day lunch. And I went for an old Chinese food at night with my other buddy Kyland. Just eating non-stop. Eating and thinking, hmm, I wonder how this is going to mix with the cat food. And then Monday, yesterday, oh, it was a bank holiday. Bank holidays are always weird. In my head, unless it's a bank. My head's still half in Ireland, half in America. Bank holidays mean nothing, especially when you're working for yourself most of the time. But I took it off, went up to my buddy's house. Then my Irish buddy was like, let's go to Disneyland. I said, why not? That's an adventure. So then yesterday, about four o'clock, we drove down to Disneyland like two clowns. Took us about two hours to get down there, hour and a half maybe, because it's traffic, two hours probably. By the time we got in, parked, get to Disneyland. And it's dark. There's no dusk here. It just goes from daytime, boom, darkness. So yeah, that was great. Arriving at Disneyland when it's dark, couldn't see a thing. It's really dark in there too. They don't really light it up for some reason. You can't really make out stuff. Just walking around. My buddy works for Disneyland, so we managed to get him for free. Giddy up. All about the perks. Last time I went to Disneyland as well, it was a good few years ago, but it was unreal. I remember loving it. I remember walking in going, oh, this is going to be for kids. And it was just ridiculous. You're like, this is amazing. This is where the magic is happening. Why are we not always at Disneyland? It's unreal. Although it wasn't really unreal last night. It was still good, but you couldn't see stuff. You couldn't see the magic in the air. It was all just darkness. It's like walking through a dark alley. They don't have street lights for some reason. I don't know why. Then we went to try to go to some rides. We realised they were shot, close for maintenance. That was great. Splash Mountain, out of bounds. Not happy. Looking forward to a bit of water riding. Did Thunder Mountain all right? That was good. What else did we do? Pirates of the Caribbean was pretty good, pretty dark. It's pretty mellow. Except my buddy were both wrecked the minute we got down there after the drive and the long weekend. We're like, oh. What should we do? This is going to be unreal. 
cut a few rides. Then there's a new Star Wars one, 85 minutes. It's about 8 o'clock at night, and there's still an 85-minute wait. And we'd already used our Fast Pass option on Thunder Mountain. So we were like, should we wait 85 minutes? No. Instead, we went into some Toy Story ride. That was for little kids. Two grown men in with the little kids. Shooting some fake lasers. Pew, pew. We got you, Woody. Pew, pew. We got you. Space dude from Toy Story. I can't remember your name. We got a turkey. Oh, yeah. The best part about... Well, my best memory from Disneyland last time was the turkey legs they sell down there. These, like... It's like a human leg. These big, huge turkey legs. They don't even taste like turkey, though. Apparently, they pump in ham juice, which I presume is ham fat. The fat of pigs. They taste unreal. They're like pink turkey legs. Full of salt, though. I was so thirsty after it. I'm a weak, weak man with weak, weak forearms, it seems. Couldn't stop drinking their ten bottle, ten dollar bottle of water after that. Just chugging it down. Fun times, but yeah, Disneyland is better in daylight. Oh, still a good weekend. Good weekend at the office. I thought I was going to be sick too, so to pull all that off while I'm battling the man flu, like the woman I am. Not a shabby weekend. And then today, it's about 85 degrees today, maybe even hotter, it's so hot. Trying to write all day, all I can think about is some heat, some heat here in LA, Jesus. It's February winter, this is winter, it's 85 degrees in winter, this is tough. And then the part of me is going, I ah, can't complain about the heat. That's why you moved to LA for the lovely sun. Don't complain about the heat. So I have two voices in my head. One saying, don't complain about the heat. And the other one going, Jesus, do you feel the heat? Some heat. I know, but don't complain about it. If you don't want to be one of those people complaining about the blistering, roasting, headache-inducing heat. So I won't complain about the weather. What would you do if we didn't have small talk? If we didn't have weather for small talk, where would we be? What would we do? I did hear a couple of girls on my way back from the gym earlier. Waiting across the street and I just overheard part of their conversation. One said to the other, I never thought I would be into sugar daddies. It wasn't my style, but new year, new me. I need one. Not even in a joking way, more of a like, yeah, let's go have lunch where we might find some sugar daddies. They looked at me and I said, sorry girls, I'm more of a Splenda, Splenda daddy as they call him, sugar paddy, the Irish version of the sugar daddies, can't even, the heat rambles have kicked in people, the heat rambles have kicked in, I do some crap jokes about what you call an Irish, a rich old Irish person? Sugar paddy. What you call an Irish person with no money? Sour paddy. Or a great joke I came up to, with today. What you call dirty curly hair? Permiscuous. Well, 
that's probably a nadir for the podcast, a real low point, people. So I'm going to leave you on that note. Good to be back, back in the game. If you want to hear more, see more, all that jibber. My Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter is at Trickadoo, T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U. Website's Marquez.tv. Check out my books on Amazon, random, randomer, freedom. If you enjoyed this jibber, make sure to rate it 74 gold stars on iTunes. Share it around with the people who like listening to the droning monotones of an Irishman pretending to enjoy the heat in L.A. Ah, some heat, some heat. Oh, at least I wasn't like my buddy Crin today to give a presentation. I'm sure he thought it was for 15 minutes in front of two people. Turned out to be two-hour-long presentation in front of 15 people. So that was nice. Someone else had a bit of a mishap today. Go on, the Crinian. Right, till next time. Good talk-a-doo, ponies. Good talk-a-doo.